Hi, and welcome to this episode of the Projected Opinions Podcast, the best movie podcast and about the time that it takes to commute to work. My name is Matt Noble. And I'm Nathan Payne. And this week, we're going to be reviewing uh, the <laughs> the rock vehicle, uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie, Skyscraper. You ever miss it? I haven't touched a gun in 10 years. After what happened that night. FBI, show me your hands! I just put my sword down, you know. Without that bad luck. You're gonna be okay. I never would have met Sarah. I never would have had my kids. Daddy loves who? Me. Daddy loves who? Me! Me! I love you. You matter. And that's from the trailer of Skyscraper. Um, let's go ahead and kick it off, Nathan. What did you think, in a nutshell, two minutes or less? Well, spoiler-free, obviously. Of course. So, this was a movie for which I had correct expectations. <laughs> Matt and I have had a terrible track record this summer of expecting things from movies and being disappointed. And while I will have critiques later... I was not disappointed because I understood exactly what I was about to go and see, and so I just laughed and had fun um, watching crazy things happen. Um, so yeah, if you're a fan of The Rock um, or generic action things... <laughs> oh, you know what I really want to watch tonight? A generic action flick. Well, Tomb Raider's coming out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Too soon. Anyway, um, this is a perfect storm for lovers of The Rock and generic action. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I would say that's a uh, an accurate assessment. I, I went in very excited uh, because I felt like there was no way I could be disappointed uh, knowing that my expectations were rock bottom. And hey, I actually, rock, oh, rock bottom. Thank you. <laughs> Unintentional. Um, I, I thought that the uh, film was going to be worse than it ended up being, as far as just, like production quality and, and things like that. Uh, that that being said, um, the more I, I ruminate on the storyline and the opportunities that they had, you know, there there are some things I, I wish they would have done differently. But overall, surprisingly good if you know what you're getting yourself into, which is something along the lines of Rampage meets Die Hard. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's about right. Anywho, so I think we should change the name of the podcast to Projected uh, Potential because that, that seems to be the main theme that we have with most of these movies. But anyway... Um, before we jump into spoilers, are there things that you liked that you hated? Kind of delve a little deeper into Yeah, what so you I'll actually say that I think this is one of The Rock's better performances as an actor. I thought uh, f- throughout the most of the film, uh, I believed him as a uh, husband and father who wanted to just get back to his wife and kids. Um, he, uh, he... He projected emotion well i thought he was convincing uh as a amputee uh i thought there were lots of moments in fact let's let's stop real briefly and kind of camp out here he is depicted as a person who has in a tragic accident uh lost his leg and um 
never throughout throughout the entire movie never are we i think given him as a character to be pitied Mm -hmm. or to be like his his uh disability or it's not even considered as such it's not really a defining characteristic right it's just something that it's just him now like he has not uh become less or more than he was when he had his leg and i think uh, i appreciate that that like there are lots of movies when we kind of joked as we sat down to start watching that um how many times is his missing leg going to be like called out as this like superpower or something that he has to overcome or Or how many times could he use it as a tool yeah yeah his uh (laughs) yeah his um prosthetic it was four by the way (laughs) um but it never felt unnatural Mm -hmm. like i i never thought it didn't take me out of the film no definitely not and i thought that was he he acted in a way that it portrayed a person missing a leg would probably act like I, I just believed him as that uh so i thought that was impressive um for someone whom is lauded for his physicality mm-hmm. he did well without his leg as in, yeah acting without his leg so. i thought that was nice i think also in general people like the rock also get kind of glazed over as far as acting potential um but there's actually several people that have kind of come from different backgrounds that wouldn't have been actors by their first trade uh that have actually kind of broken into the industry and have done fairly well and dave batista is another that's another wrestler actually um and he's he's been in blade runner and several guardians movies and avengers and he's also been in uh he was in the last uh mission impossible as well not the new one but mission impossible rogue nation so he's he's made his way through the main franchises kind and of. james bond is that what you're thinking of instead? maybe james bond because i don't remember him in mission you're impossible. right it was james bond yeah. um sometimes i get my dark british action mixed up um <laughs> Okay. And so there's... Mission's impossible. Right. It's American, but whatever. Well, it happens. A lot of their action happens overseas. And Tom's, has, Tom Cruise is as American as you can get. Yes. Well, Simon Pegg's as British as you can get. Touche. Anyway. <laughs> Petty arguments aside, he he's not often viewed as, like, an actor. He's just viewed it as the rock and just this yeah. kind of character. And I think he kind of gets glazed over and even in a mediocre uh, overall, like this is not a piece of art movie, he still manages to turn in a believable performance that is definitely not uh, anywhere near the weakest point of this film. So, you know, props to him for for being the believable part of a film. So, yeah, I think that's a great point, and I think he uh, continues to grow as a actor an actor and uh i'm excited to see him start picking up oh the the problem is like he's never gonna do well probably won't do um those small like character roles um i would love to see that i would love to see him there's just no money in it i would love to see him not be the lead in a movie i would Hmm. love to see him either be a good supporting character like in somebody else's movie 
Or I'd like to see him be a villain. I think that would be interesting. Because I, I think he might be able to give a hero a run for their money as far as like hmm. matching them. And I think we'll talk about heroes versus villains a little bit later yeah, um, when we talk about spoilers. But I think that would be an inter- interesting combo. That's a nice segue. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and from this moment on, we are going to have spoilers starting now. Alrighty. Well, so since we're here, let's go ahead and talk about um, your point that you had mentioned earlier to me about the villain of this film and so we've kind of compared this movie and in my brain this movie is basically a combination of two movies it's uh die hard the original meets mission impossible ghost protocol Mm -hmm. um and if you've seen the movie which i hope you have if you're still here there's several obvious callbacks to some of the stunts um from abu dhabi in um dubai dubai (laughs) Um, in, in Mission Impossible Four, in Mission Impossible Four, with the the tower Ghost that protocol. they have, and the the rope stunts and the glove stunts, and the things. Burj Khalifa, yeah, which is the mentioned tallest. at the beginning yeah, it is, of the movie that it's been dwarfed by this new move, this new building, um, <laughs> and that's Dwayne trying to take the the stunt uh, trophy away from. That oh or, it's, or it's, it's Chinese propaganda. This this film was made uh, entirely in Hong Kong, um, f- filmed and produced uh, as an attempt to do two things. One, um, there's a lot of government support for films that are made in China. Uh, trying a ton. To, Marvel's gotten in on that. Yeah. With some of well, they're movies. actually getting more and more restrictive on how much money they can they will give Hollywood studios because Hollywood movies would just have like a scene in China. Uh, in order to get this like $20 million mm-hmm. tax cut. Uh, now it's like, oh, 80% of your film has to take place in China. So now you have... Now it does. This, this movie. Um, Literally one scene doesn't happen in China. Yep. And uh, so I think that was clearly Chinese... Uh, I don't know. Yes. Not, probably is a strong think, word, but... I don't think most American audiences would even really pay attention to that because it's <laughs> not... Well, there's, there's, it's obvious where you are. I don't think that's the point. I just think it could have really been set in any sure. city. Um, but when you compare this movie, especially to, since the characters who are Chinese are so throwaway in this film, sadly, yeah, what a waste. Basically, so the comparison with Die Hard happens a lot with the plot. Kind of this person that gets trapped in a building, um, and there's people at stake here. It's his family. And a villain who's trying to carry out a plot that really doesn't have anything to do with the main character. Um, And they have to thwart the bad guy to save the people they care about. Um, And you had mentioned that the big difference is that in Die Hard, you have a villain who's just as iconic as the hero. Uh, The first Die Hard has um, Alan Rickman portray the bad guy. Um, I forgot his name. I was just thinking about it earlier today. Hang on a second. Uh, it'll come to me. Right. Is it Franz? Uh, no, Hans Guber. Hans Guber. There it is. Uh, good German name. Yeah. And they hired an English actor to portray him. But anyway, um, the thing is that his performance is arguably one of the best ones of the movie, maybe even yep. better than Bruce Willis's. Easily. Um, and so the the tension between those two is very high because you have two people that can actually uh 
kind of combat each other with their minds and skill sets. This movie is not quite like that. The villain is not... Simply there to take off plot progression boxes. Yes. And they don't advance because they're good or threatening at what they do. They advance just because they got a head start on this guy who didn't know that anything was going on. Um, It's not really because they're something to be feared. It's just because they happen to... Because now what they've done is endangering the Rocks family. Right. How dare you endanger the Rocks family? They don't have morals, and that's their strength. So the bad guy is kind of a weak point in this film um, as far as the conflict is concerned. And it's it becomes more about the rock, like you said, over overcoming the building itself than actually his wit and overcoming the the person behind the plot. Um, Which they do give him to to the film's credit, they they give lots of opportunities to the rock to be clever. They do, uh, and and he is. I mean, his character is not stupid uh, by no means. Very very creative and trying to problem solve. But yeah, it does become this like, how does he get in the building? How does he climb up the inside of the building to get to the level where he can like defeat the bad guy? Da da da. Uh, and it does become almost like a, um, I don't know, a watching the rock solve a maze, which is Tetris. cool, but it kind of leaves you wanting more. Um, and so that's like why characters. I think right. And so that's why I think having the rock who has such a a presence that you mm-hmm. can't really get around being a villain would be interesting because it would be such a presence for a hero to try to overcome if that makes sense um but yeah on on the whole i thought this this like i liked this movie the one critique that i would have is just that i really didn't find myself caring too much about yeah. the characters it like emotionally it kind of fell flat for me because obviously he's gonna win and he's obviously gonna get his family back like and i think one of the things that really was hard for me one the entire movie well no almost the the whole plot Mm -hmm. that as it unfolds and there's like the the main character is threatened his family's in danger all that takes place at nighttime Mm -hmm. in a digital building Mm -hmm. uh and the ground is yeah thousands of feet below where the rock is hanging off this uh, window um, or crane you can't, or thing you can't see like the 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 fear of and anxiety that tension that's building doesn't exist because one it's all digital and you know it because it's it's a not a real building someplace mm-hmm. um, I, I think if they would have just made it in a, if you remake this film and it's at the Willis Tower what used to be the Sears Tower in Chicago, or if it's in the new um, uh, World Trade Center in New York or something like that, if it's in a real building where he is hanging off the side of the building, just like Tom Cruise did in the mm-hmm. Bridge I think that's so much more interesting and scary. And, like, to, for example, that whole scene in Ghost Protocol, you know Tom Cruise does not die. Like, he's not going to die. He, he's carrying the franchise. Far worse, like, far more sick to my stomach when I watched that scene than it's when I It's because it's all real, movie. and your in your mind knows it. You know that that's a real building, that Tom Cruise did this stunt, and that and this there was, is actually, like... There was, like, two shots where The Rock was hanging off of something, where it was like, oh, oh boy. And yeah. it was when he was on the crane, and, like, they showed his feet dangling over the street, and, like, you could huh. actually see a little bit of juxtaposition. Yeah. And there was, like, there was, like two moments where uh-huh. he did a thing, and it was like... 
I felt scared, but especially with the window scene when he's like hanging on and then he has to like switch arms or whatever. Yeah. Didn't feel anything there because actually even the angle they shot it at, you really can't see the ground beneath him. You see it like behind him. <laughs> yeah. Like, in like the distance. other buildings behind right. him. Right. Yeah. So it's like they didn't shoot it in a way that made it have tension. Um, and it was, it was, that's a lost it opportunity. It was interesting yeah. to see where it was going to go. Like I wasn't disinterested. Right. But I didn't feel like I was emotionally invested at all. Um, uh, so I, I, I did feel emotionally invested. I, I wasn't overly anxious uh, about how it all ended. I wasn't about to cry at the scene where you're supposed to cry or like gasp at the scene where you're supposed to gasp. But because of The Rock's performance... Uh, I thought I, I was convinced. It was believable. Yeah, it was, at least it was like okay, this guy really wants to see his family. Like I was involved. I was invested in so much as yeah, I want to see him beat the bad guy and get the get his kids back. I want to see him win because I, he clearly cares. Uh, and it's not just because I like The Rock, which I do. <laughs> I think he's he's a very unique. We can maybe talk about this at the end at, in an after dark session, but. I think The Rock is a very unique um, actor presence, a, a uh, I don't know, pop figure in mm-hmm. culture today for a lot of different reasons that I can get into later. But not just because of that, but his actual acting, I thought, okay. Like, I, I, I want to see him be this guy that achieves this crazy thing. Uh, and I know that he cares. And I, I do want him to save his kids and his wife. I do want that, and I wasn't invested that much, uh, which you know, I I was not. Just we we already called it out once. So Tomb Raider, um, when Lara Croft gets reunited with her father, whom she has not seen in what like fifteen years or something, something like, like that. that. So she's assumed he's dead, uh, or or just like may missing MIA, and uh, she finally discovers him living in this cave on an island. Spoiler alert for Tomb Raider, by the way. Doesn't matter. It, you won't care. Yeah, don't, don't watch worry it. About it. Uh, she meets him for the first time. And they don't even hug. And they don't even like have a convincing, Dad, I love you and I missed you for so long. They have this a really wooden I'm... conversation about things that we know that both of them don't really care about. Who, yeah. And then it completely... cuts to like a haircut the next morning. No, she helps him shave or something. Yeah. Like, and who gives a crap? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. It, so it, it wasn't that. It, it wasn't that stilted so i thought hey you know no, this is it this wasn't is stilted and it didn't feel out of place necessarily but i never felt like there was actually any jeopardy I, I, it, it was very mundane that's fair it, it was a middle of the road action flick that felt like to me i kept being taken out of it because all of it was in china and the chinese characters were very one-dimensional like the the cop uh who's on the ground no watching motivations all this. no he's, personal yeah anything, he's no, not nothing. actually he doesn't figure anything out himself all the characters around him are like oh this oh this oh this and he's like interesting he's he's not an intelligent inspector uh and even the characters around him just notice things they don't yeah. actually like do any work like yeah. things just show up on television screens and they watch them the 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 character who plays uh, man, I don't even remember her name, but the the mom, the the rock's mm-hmm. wife, uh, she shows up, and 
starts telling him what to do. <laughs> it's like, you got to do this, this, and this. And he's like, why should I trust you? And she gives him some bogus reason. And they're like, have this standoff. And of course, he ends up doing it. Oh, uh, gosh. And it was just... Uh, it was just hard to watch those cutaways from the main action because all of the characters were cheap, uh, poorly written, and didn't have any real agency. Um, clearly, they weren't professionals doing what they were like trained to do for years. So that was a little... You know, that, that took me out of it. But again, low expectations, man. Yep. It's a savior. <laughs> Truly. So, final final thoughts that you haven't mentioned? Yeah. So I thought it was a, a solid entry. Not anything that I would go see again. Not anything that I would... If, if, you, if you like The Rock, you've probably already seen it. Um... But here, here's the deal. If you are, I, I think to myself, would I have my dad watch this? Um, my dad and I don't often share like similar movie tastes, mm-hmm. but I think my dad would like it. I think my dad watch it and be like, yeah, that was okay. Anyhow, I, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I agree. It was, it was a good, mediocre action flick. Yeah, and The Rock didn't phone it in. Yep. So, in fact, he might have been the best actor or the most convic- convincing portrayal of a character in this whole film. He, yeah, that's also not a high standard to reach. I don't feel like maybe in this, not in this. But film. like, no one, no one told him that he was in a mediocre B movie. Like he was there he the was whole trying. time, acting his heart out. Yeah. Thank you, Dwayne Johnson. Thank you. Anywho, I think we're done for this time. So. If you like us, find us on Facebook. Let us know what you thought. Um, We are also on Twitter. Um, And you can find us anywhere you can find podcasts. Also, we've launched our new website. So check us out at www.projectedopinions.com. Thank you so much. See you next time. So Dwayne The Rock Johnson, we should talk briefly. If we use this, great. If we don't, that's fine. That's fair. Uh, so the rock as a human being um i i've not been like on the rock train for forever i never watched wrestling as a kid uh i think i watched the first clip of wrestling that i've maybe ever seen um just a, a few weeks ago because of the rock actually of course and what what has slowly drawn me into like the sphere that is the rock's fandom has been uh how he treats other people and he actually just posted he just posted a video i think on twitter or instagram uh of himself an interview where he um basically talks about what why he does what he does and he talks about how he worked his butt off to get where he is, thought he was going to be in the NFL, had a significant injury, and the best thing that ever happened to him was that injury, and that he he never would have been where he is today without getting hurt. Uh, and in fact, I think it it really corresponds to the story of the character in Skyscraper, whose leg got blown off the character is reminiscing or remembering to a friend um yeah when he 
got his leg blown off. It was awful, but he also met his wife that day, or his future wife, and he wouldn't have his kids without that, and all this other stuff happened as a result of that accident. And I feel like that was almost The Rock's story put into that moment on screen. Um, He is a person that is acutely aware of being blessed to be where he is. And and he will use that terminology, I believe, uh, and has. And he doesn't take it for granted. He does his best to be kind and considerate to other people. And one of the things that I'm drawn to is how he actually... Uh, treats women Uh, so a lot of times main lead actors who are like full of masculine machismo and stuff like that they're just kind of like jerks and they objectify women and uh, will they have huge egos and they push people aside and I think The Rock does the opposite I think he uses his uh, charisma to draw attention to others and to benefit people around him. Um, He is incredibly uh, deferential to his girlfriend and uh, loves his kids. Um, He, he, I I actually didn't know this until semi-recently, but he was, he's uh, divorced. Actually, his first marriage did not work out, Uh, but he still, she produces every one of his movies. Um, and so he's kept that relationship healthy to a surprising degree. Uh, and he just doesn't have the Hollywood lifestyle. I mean, he's super rich, has a private plane, da-da-da. But doesn't As act do. like... Yeah. But doesn't act like... That makes him better yes. than anyone else. Yeah. Um, and, and would just tell everyone else, like, hey, be the hardest worker in the room. Do everything that you can. And at the end of the day, the thing that matters most are friends and family. Yeah. And the time and the things that you do with other people. He's one of the few uh, celebrities, even not not just counting Hollywood, but uh, in the whole realm of celebrities, he's one of the few people that I would say has figured out his priorities. And the first one isn't making money. And yeah. Like even though he is the highest paid actor in Hollywood, <laughs> he is, and it's not because he makes a ton of money. It's because he makes on every project it's yep. because he makes so many projects yep. and he's, he's he's the hardest worker in the room he is and he's somehow simultaneously always working but you never hear like you never hear problems of him just like not being around his family at the same time right he's he's managed to split the difference between career and people very well um which is something that you hear in other celebrities lives of them having to make the choice mm-hmm. and somehow he's he's figured out how to prioritize correct things right and and to to give uh uh his effort to both sides at some point he's not not working he's clearly doing a ton of things but at the same time his family is not abandoned by him yeah at least as far as we know like clear clear we we don't know the inside everything yeah but uh, he, he, he does work out like six that hours a day tends and he does to come out <laughs> right so he's spending a lot of time doing a lot of things but he is clearly prioritizing his kids and his girlfriend mm-hmm. and makes an effort to be a part of other people's lives so that's that's why I am 
uh, a lot of people call me a, a bandwagoner, and and that's not what it is. I've just come to really appreciate how he carries himself. Matt, just because you have legitimate reasons doesn't mean you're not. I have on to the defend myself. I have doesn't to defend mean you're myself. not on the bandwagon. <laughs> it's okay. I'm on the bandwagon too. So <laughs> anyhow, thanks for uh, continuing to listen to the Projected Opinions podcast. Yeah.